Hello everyone! Welcome to Mad Max Curios Emporium. I am still working my way through the back catalog, so here is the intro for Season 1, Episode 5, published October 2018, Nature. And I say it that way because if you look at the title, the A is drawn out. I cannot even remember where this habit came from. Um, this was one of the first episodes where I went more off script. I was really sort of high on life at the time. The season was perfect. I was hiking almost every day. I do not continue that habit as summer hits because here in the Ozarks, the humidity has been absolutely um, debilitating for someone like me. But I had had a wonderful hike. I had had an excellent time communing with nature. And so I was just really full of that energy and I was more unscripted and it was definitely a better episode for it. In fact, this was one of the episodes that got called out as as being sort of a better quality, like the content felt more organic, it felt more like a dialogue, and I took that feedback and continued to run with it. So I hope that you are starting to pick up on some improvements that I started making in recording. It was a slow process, but this one, um, I feel like you can pick up on the turning point. So if you are new, welcome. I hope you're enjoying going through the back catalog. Uh, stick with me. It gets better, or at least I think it does. And if you're an old listener coming back um, and revisiting these episodes, hey, welcome back. Thanks for, thanks for listening to them again. So now we begin season one, episode five, Nature. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mad Mag's Curios Emporium, where we take a look at this wonderful and weird world through a witchy lens. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy the topic for the day. If you do, please let me know. You can send me an email at madmagscuriosemporium at gmail.com. That is mad.mags.curios.emporium at gmail.com. Hey everyone, I just got back from an amazing hike through the lovely local wooded area that we have here. It was very refreshing. I enjoy doing it whenever I have a chance. I consider it nature bathing because you can just go into the woods, listen to the sounds, breathe in the fresh air. Look at all the beautiful things there are to see. The leaves are turning. There are so many adorable animals if you keep your eyes open. I also like to hike through and one of the things I do, I pick up trash. So I'm actually going to be posting pictures on my Patreon page to show the amount of trash I got and then a few nice little treasures that I stumbled upon while hiking. One thing... I always recommend when you're hiking is to bring a backpack or a pack of some sort. You may think, I'm just going on a short hike. That's ridiculous. 
it is incredibly useful because that's where you can put your first aid kit. Oh, I'm only going on a short hike. What do I need a first aid kit for? Stuff happens. All right. Stuff can happen. You will not regret having a first aid kit when you need it. Trust me. And it can be super simple. Have some band-aids of varying sizes. Or if you want to be very lazy, some gauze and some duct tape and some sort of antibacterial like Neosporin or your own homemade salve that you can put on a wound. And I have absolutely been in a situation um, when we were hiking the path going up to Devil's Bridge in Sedona, Arizona, where I hit a loose rock. I went down and right up under the kneecap, kind of pushed the kneecap up a little bit. And then also a nice good split happened and it did not feel good. But I also refused to call it quits. I wanted to get up to Devil's Bridge. So I opened up my my handy dandy backpack. And I did not have band-aids of the appropriate size that I would need. But I always bring my duct tape. So I padded up. I had some surgical gauze. You can actually get it on sale sometimes if you keep your eyes open very handy to have. So I smeared on some salve. Some I cleaned it actually. First I, I cleaned it. I did have some alcohol wipes. I smeared on some antibacterial, put on the, uh, the padding, and I duct taped it. And let me tell you, that duct tape really paid off because not only did it hold the bandage in place, but it also helped stabilize my knee so that I could continue the hike. And I think we went up two, maybe three respectably challenging scrambles to get up to Devil's Bridge and all the way back down. Now, I was sore for a couple days after because I was having to switch. It was The injury occurred on my dominant leg, so I had to switch and make my other leg, my dominant leg, which meant I was working the muscles in the thigh, the quads, hamstring if you're fancy and know all the muscle terms. I got a good workout, but my knee healed up great. I haven't had any problems and I am very fortunate. And duct tape, duct tape went a long way. So having a first aid kit really pays off. I like to also have rope, frankly, duct tape, rope, and a towel. And I tend to feel pretty prepared. Um, Any odds and ends, I think it's always a good idea to pack a couple snacks because you never know what's going to happen. I've actually rarely needed to eat the snacks from my pack because once I get going, I kind of get into this burn mode where I have to make myself stop even just to drink water. But you may encounter somebody who is having blood sugar problems, who suddenly experiencing weakness on the trail. And that's just a little bit of kindness. If you can offer them a granola bar, if you can offer them some crackers, whatever you have in your pack, if you're able to offer them something to help them out, that's just, that's a little bit of kindness that costs you very little. So I like to always have snacks on hand, mostly again for other people. Maybe it's just, I like feeding people. I do. I just like feeding people. I also like to keep some sort of gift 
for nature in my pack, whether that's some seeds that I can sprinkle for the birds or some um, just extra water to drizzle around the trees if it's been dry lately. It has not been dry lately, but you know, <laughs> when it is, that's a great offering. I like to have maybe some plant food on hand, especially if you have your own like compost and you can put it in a jar and then just sprinkle a little bit around a couple trees here and there. It's just a nice thank you. Be mindful of it. Make sure that you're not bringing something into the environment that will have an adverse effect. But I like to give a nice little thank you. And again, another way I say thank you is by helping to keep things tidy and clean. That means removing things that shouldn't be there, trash. And I try very hard not to make assumptions about the people who leave trash behind. A lot of the paths that I take are also bike trails. And I know when you're zipping along, a water bottle can become dislodged. You know, a wrapper can come flying out of a pocket or a pack. So I try to assume that nobody is intentionally doing it. However, I did pick up a beer bottle today and I had to kind of angle and hike into a little gully area to fetch it. I was not thinking charitable thoughts about that individual because you're not supposed to take a beer out when you're hiking and clearly with no plan for responsible disposal. That irritates me. That's not an accident. That was mindful. That was intentional. Not pleased with it and whatever. But I am going to you know, pick that stuff up. I'm not going to put my life at risk if I look around and I'm like, well, this is a guaranteed way to break my neck, then I will leave it. We do have a good parks crew that comes out and does maintenance on the trail, so I'll leave it for them. Otherwise, the less time these things are out there interfering with the environment, the better. Like, wildlife can inadvertently consume it and get sick. There can be, if it starts to, even on a micro level, break down there can be pollutants in the wrappers. There's all kinds of little impacts that can occur that can snowball and turn into very large impacts. So to prevent that, as I'm hiking, I try to pick up the bits and pieces that I can. Um, another benefit of having your backpack with you is that it builds endurance. So as I'm hiking along and I'm adding trash or pretty rocks to my pack, it's getting a little heavier. And it keeps you strong. It can help build your core. It can really help improve your balance. It can make you more mindful of the steps that you're taking because you need to maintain a good posture as you go along. So yet another reason I do advocate for bringing a backpack is you can start um, building up your endurance. You can add weights to it if you're feeling really ambitious. Um, I have done that. I've I feel less inclined to do it now because I tend to have my pack pretty full of possible emergency equipment and then it gets a little more full as I'm picking up trash and again, maybe I see a pretty rock that wants to come home with me and I need to be able to carry that rock as well. I have found some very pretty rocks. <laughs> I like rocks. Um, so those are a couple of things to consider with hiking and that's that's what works for me. Do what works for you. But I do strongly encourage you get out into nature, go home. That's, we are so far removed from 
the elements that we most require to be, at the very least, psychologically happy. We have advanced in our technology and as a society so quickly that we've outpaced our physiological ability to keep up. So in some ways, we are very truly out of sync because we are living so far removed from what our bodies and our minds require to be at their best. So do yourself that favor. Get out into nature. Enjoy that fresh air. Enjoy the sun. You know, put on sunscreen if that's your thing. I mean, I'm so deep into the woods sometimes that it's useless. I mean, the trees are doing it for me. The trees are my sunscreen. Thanks, trees. But always bring water. I feel like I haven't really said that. So jumping in now, bring water. Always bring water. You never know what could come up. Water is handy. Water is life. Have water with you. So get out into nature. Nature bathe. If you are hesitating because you don't have the right clothes, stop and ask yourself, what do you mean? Now, I completely agree. You should not go hiking in high heels, no matter who you are. In fact, you really shouldn't be wearing high heels. They actually alter your physiology. They cause your calf muscles to shorten. So yeah, if you've been wearing high heels long enough that you're like, oh, they're so comfortable to me. They are because the muscles in your legs are actually deformed. They've atrophied. They've shrunk. And they are being pulled and stretched beyond what feels tolerable when you're not wearing high heels because you have trained them that way. It's not great. It's not great. It is a weird expectation to place on anyone that we should have to deform our bodies in some way to meet this idea of either professional dress or looking attractive. That's very bizarre to me. Um, Sorry, that was a side rant, but point being, most clothes will work for hiking, just not high heels. Um, I do have a nice pair of hiking shoes that I love very much. They're Merrell's. um, I think they're called like Chameleon, something like that. They slip on, tighten up, and I'm good to go. They're great, great traction, great traction, which I, I love because I always wind up hiking over gravelly areas from time to time. I mean, that's just what you're going to get in either really wet or really dry places. And I guess that's where I just wind up hiking. So there you go. Great traction. Love my Merrells. But that said, I have totally gone hiking in tennis shoes. It's fine. As long as these shoes feel comfortable to you, they're good. It's fine. Pants, as long as you can move comfortably in those pants and you would not be devastated if they got a little messy, then those pants are fine. I went hiking in jeans today. Normally, I have specific clothes I prefer to hike in, but I am not going to let a costume change stop me from going hiking when I am feeling drawn, when I'm feeling that visceral need to go have some time in nature. Um, same with shirts. Is it comfy? You know, is it is it going to cause you to be overheated? That's worth considering or too cold. Layers are pretty great for hiking because you're going to heat up pretty quickly depending on the trail and you won't you'll want to be able to remove a layer if you've dressed for cooler weather. That said, honestly, 
you do not have to look nice. You are not out to impress anybody. I find it fascinating how we are able to make even enjoying nature a commodity that you have to have the right clothes to go out. Like I see people hiking and they have clearly spent more money on their hiking clothes than I spent on my wedding dress. I mean, these are people who look fabulous, like runway fabulous with how nice or expensive based on the name that might be on the shirt or pants those clothes are. That's impressive. Hey, if that, but you know what, if that's what it takes for them to get out there, great. But don't let that stop you. If you are holding off because you don't think you have the means, if you've got clothes that you can wear outside of the house to not be arrested for indecency, then you've got hiking clothes. I mean, you're good to go. Get out there and enjoy nature. And it doesn't, you know, you might think going to the park doesn't cut it. You know what? That's okay. Going to the park does not always cut it for me. And then I feel like I'm not grateful enough or uh, I could just walk around my neighborhood. That should be enough. I mean, I don't live in the busiest part of town, but it's not enough for me. And if you are feeling like you won't really appreciate a good hike because you don't want to walk around your block, no, you don't want to walk around your block because that's not truly an immersive experience. You are still in the middle of civilization and it is amazing to be surrounded by trees, to have less people, to get away from some of the noise. God, we forget how noisy it is living all on top of each other the way that we do. And I'm all about like community. That's great. But communities have become noise factories because we all have something that makes noise. We have our cars, we have our TVs, we have our radios, we have our phones, we have noise machines with us all the time. And that leads to the next part of getting out in nature, put your phone away. All right. I kept my phone with me. Don't get me wrong. Have your phone with you. They're great for emergencies and it's fine to want to take some pictures. Sometimes we want to bring a little something back home and a picture is fine. But go ahead and turn off the audiobook. Go ahead and turn off this podcast. Oh my God, if you are listening to this while you're about to go on a nature hike, that's awesome. Let this pump you up for it. But then I am, I would much rather you turn this off and never come back to listening to me again and get the most out of that hike than to keep listening to me talking in your ear when there are so many beautiful things around you that you could be taking in. And I really do mean that. I I would rather lose a listener to the beauty of nature than have somebody miss out on an experience that can help really refresh the spirit. I don't, I would never want to take that away from you, but put, put the music away, put the extra sounds away so you can hear what's going on around you. You might, if you don't do this often, get a little jumpy because you are going to hear stuff running through the leaves a lot. And you're going to appreciate how much life is around you. How much life surrounds you. And really, it can exist anywhere 
when humans haven't overreached. Places that we haven't gone in and overdeveloped are teeming with life. We over-sterilize. Now, I'm not saying go lick the floor of a McDonald's. Like, you know, it's good to be sterile in some instances. But we over-sterilize to the point of removing a vitality that we would thrive where we surrounded by. So get out there and and take in the vitality. It's not just the plants that are growing and thriving, transforming through the seasons. I bring up chipmunks a lot, but damn it, they're cute and they're everywhere. Little lizards, little bugs, all kinds of things that you can really appreciate. Look at the squirrels that are going to inevitably run by you. Squirrels are awesome. And here's some food for thought. Squirrels have evolved in such a way that big, beautiful, bushy tail, it serves a lot of purposes, including distracting predators from their main juicy bits. So if the predator snatches up the tail, the fur can rip away and the squirrel gets away. And as time goes by, the squirrel will regrow its tail and it'll become lush and beautiful again. But when you see a squirrel with a big, gorgeous, bushy, bushy tail, that's a smart squirrel. That is a squirrel who has successfully avoided predators for a very, very long time. Um, One of the reasons I know that it can occur over a long period of time is we had a squirrel that would come and visit us, our back porch, named Bob, because Bob didn't really have a tail. Bob had lost the tail to a predator And we watched as Bob would come back again and again to nibble on some of the goodies we had out there, including the birdseed. But that's fine. It was it was open for everyone who wanted to come and enjoy it. And we watched as Bob's tail slowly grew back and it took time. I mean, it took a long time. It did not happen over a single season that it got to be like a big, beautiful, lush tail. It just got to be like a scraggly, respectable, yes, now I can clearly tell this is a squirrel and not an ambitious rat type creature. So food for thought when you see, and take that in. Like I just told you this cool little tidbit about squirrels. Hey, now you've got something neat to notice. Notice it. Respect it. Recognize that these animals are way more dynamic then we give them credit for them. We often even give them the courtesy of a thought. So another thing I enjoy are the birds, all the different birds. I really like corvids, your ravens, your crows. Um, And that's not just, you know, an affectation to be extra witchy. I just really do like them. They're very smart, smart birds. You can make friends with them. And I'm super into that. I'm super into making friends with animals, period. It, that That's usually a safe assumption about me is, would she want to make friends with that? Yes. Mad Mag would love to be friends with that. With, you know, very few exceptions. I even like spiders. That said, when you're hiking, it's good to be engaged and paying attention because there will be spider webs. It's usually orb weavers. So just be paying attention and you can dodge their webs a lot easier than you can if you are spaced out 
listening to me make my rambling nonsense or listening to your raps music or whatever it is you kids listen to. And avoiding spider webs, pretty nice. Getting them all up over your face, not my favorite. Plus, you kind of wreck in somebody's home. And that, I don't like that. You know, I mean, sure, at first I'm going to feel more sorry for me, but eventually I'm also going to be like, ah, oh, man, I don't know how much time Charlotte put into that web. I'm a duder. So those are some things that you can pay attention to, that you can notice. Um, all of this to say, I had an amazing, amazing hike. And this is the part I'm excited about. I made two friends. The first one was a beautiful, beautiful green snake. As I was hiking and my eyes were open and I was in the moment, I saw its sweet little face. And I am going to post pictures and video on my Patreon page for anybody who wants to see it and appreciate it with me. But little, little hissy face, no feet was there in all its green glory, very close, kind of hovering over the edge of the trail. And I went ahead and made a little video. This is when I did engage in my technology, but it was so sweet. I wanted to be able to remember it, take it in and have something to share with other people. I know a lot of people are afraid of snakes. Let me tell you, they're scared of you too, except black snakes. Oh my gosh, they will chase you. Um, I'm used to calling them black rat snakes, but they've got teeth. They're not venomous. They, they've got teeth. They've got chewers to really get in there and get the meat of you. They are territorial and will come at you. So those scare me. Those I do, I do get scared if I see a black snake. I'm going to, I'm going to try to run and get out of its reach because they get very big and they are very fast and they are very determined. I'm pretty cool with most other snakes. Most other snakes aren't going to mess with you. I mean, the venomous ones, I'm going to be hesitant, but they don't want to try to come at you if they can avoid it. Like they're not going to want to mess with you if they can at all avoid it. So sweet little green snake, little hissy face, no feet, just hanging a little too close to the trail. And like I said, I, where I hike, there's bikers that come zipping through as you do on a bike. No problem. No hate. But, oh, I just, oh, I just imagined, you know, the snake getting startled and getting bopped by a bike and as tiny as the snake was, it wouldn't be a light bop. It would be a squish. And I couldn't stand it. So after I made the video, um, I actually got a got a stick and very gently was like, okay, beautiful snake. Okay, go now, go now. And it turned and it went another direction and I felt better about life. Not long after, there was a mighty crash and rustle. This is again, I didn't have my earbuds in. So I was in the moment and a beautiful, beautiful doe went across the path and then hung out. I was able to get video, get pictures. I talked to the doe, majestic, giant white tail. I mean, big, like bigger than my hand, like giant, giant white tail. So and it was so fluffy. Oh my gosh. I wanted to pet it because again, I want to pet everything. Beautiful, beautiful deer. 
So I talked to it. I appreciated that I was in its space and I didn't want to make it more nervous and freak it out. So I I kept talking the whole time, like, so it would always know where I was. And we were totally cool with each other. And these two things happened towards the very end of my hike, finished out the hike. It was awesome. And oh man, I was walking on sunshine. I felt amazing. In fact, I pretty much immediately texted my partner that had a great hike, made a snake friend and a deer friend, to which my partner asked, friends or housemates? Touche. Fair question. They are not housemates. I did not, in fact, capture a beautiful green snake and gorgeous fluffy deer and force them to come live with me and be my friends forever. But I can understand the question. So yeah, that wrapped up my wonderful hike. I am still sort of riding the adrenaline rush. I just, I feel so clean and I am not, I have been sweating, sweat, sweat, sweat. I do not use antiperspirant because you are supposed to perspire. It is your body's way of cleaning itself out and regulating the temperature. Not perspiring is bad. It is not a good thing. So there's nothing wrong with sweating. Again, how we turned like sweating into a bad thing so that we could sell antiperspirants is beyond me. I get deodorant. I get like there is an odor that can occur that's not great, but okay, you can use deodorant without worrying about if people are going to think it's unsightly that you perspire. That is such a fabulously normal, necessary part of our bodily function. Whatever. So I was sweating, 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 trying to drink my water, drink my water. I'm, I like to do my hiking and stuff in a fasted state, which may sound weird to some. It works for me. I like it. So my sweat, I tend to sweat pretty clean and not smell too much, but you know, I'm respectful. I still put on, I make my own deodorant that, that stands to be said. I make my own deodorant. It, it works great. It works super great. And, uh, so, you know, I smear that on, so I don't stink a whole lot, but I'm, I'm still like, I'm still riding that high and like just now kind of coming down from it, you know, where you you really feel your body recentering from, from just sort of taking in all of that energy. Cause that's part of it is like every inhale, you're, you're breathing in all of this energy that your body really craves that your mind and like your spirit crave that that energy the air is different because it is air that has been purified by trees you know you can smell the biome you can smell the bacteria in the dirt you know that smell that we all recognize as like right after a rain we're actually smelling like the microorganisms and what they give off as they break down soil and our bodies crave it crave it so much so I'm still very full of that and just now coming down to where like the sweat is cooling on my skin I'm sure I'm I probably if you licked me I'd taste salty as all get out (laughs) but also you know thankfully nobody is here to lick me that would be weird um 
I'll probably rinse off in a bit, but you know what? That's the other thing is after a good hike, don't hit the showers right away. Don't. Like, let your skin settle in. Let your skin finish soaking up everything that you experienced. Let your mind kind of go over it and wind down. Just take some breaths and let the moment completely settle into you before you jump back into your normal routine. Now that isn't to say that if the only way you could go out and go for a hike was if you do a quick hike and then grab a shower and run, do it. Go hike, grab a quick shower and run. I'm just saying that if you have the the vastly good fortune to have a leisurely hike and then soak in it for a while, do that. Do that. Go for it. Do that. I'm advocating for it. Don't be afraid of, oh, I'm sitting here and I smell and everything. You, you, you smell like a human. Something that we seem to be terrified of, but you smell like a human. It's fine. Set. Smell for a while. Smell like a human. You also smell like nature. You also smell like all of those wonderful, beautiful, vital living things that you got to be in the presence of, that you got to share a moment with. So soak it in, feel good, and then empty all the trash out of your backpack. Um, don't forget it. I did. Oh God. I, um, a while back I went on a hike and there was a whole yogurt pot, like a yogurt container. I don't mean like a little single serving. I mean a proper full size, like family size yogurt container (laughs) was, (laughs) what? Was somebody like just shoveling yogurt into their mouth on the trails? I, I don't, I, again, I try not to judge. That was weird though. That was very weird. Anyway, so I pick it up and I tuck it into my backpack. I, I couldn't even just tuck it into the side pocket like I can with a lot of little bits and bobs that I pick up. I had to put it properly into my backpack. Ew. And I forgot about it. It was a weird thing to come back to and like open my backpack and be like, what am I looking at? Well, it's a yogurt container. However, a fun little factoid, as I'm knocking the dried bits of leaves and stuff, there was a completely transparent leaf in the bottom. It's actually setting on my altar now. Somehow this leaf had gotten in there and completely bleached out from the water from what sun was getting to it so you hold it up it's intact but it is transparent very cool it's very very cool so I said on my altar I was like you know what this was this is something being given to me for removing something that shouldn't have been there I'll take it so empty out your packs though don't delay or you might get weirded out and then be sure to wash your hands really well obviously and The other thing I will throw in is as you're walking along, if you see something and it calls to you, you know, that might be something that's being offered to you, offered to you because it's got a story to tell. It's got a meaning behind it. It resonates with you in some way. It's wanting to give something to you and go ahead and accept it. 
you know, we're all about exchange here. There's an exchange of energy going on as you're walking through the woods and you're picking up trash or you're making little offerings to help grow it and to put your good energy into it. And little thank yous can be offered along the way. And it's okay to accept those. Be mindful. Um, I usually follow sort of the, if it catches my eye, that's step one. If I take a good look at it and I'm feeling something resonate, that's step two. And then when I touch it, you know, step three, I've, I've seen things that caught my eye. I was drawn to it. It usually rocks. <laughs> and then I'll pick it up and I'll be like, nope, this still needs to live here. And it, it's a, it's almost a snap judgment. It's a, it's a gut instinct. All right. Don't, don't get wrapped up in questioning. People tend to go one of two ways. Either they put everything back because they don't feel worthy. They don't feel good enough. They don't feel like they deserve what's being offered to them. Or they pick everything up because it's all pretty and I want it. Part of this is learning the transient nature of moments, of experiences. So you may see something beautiful, a feather. You may see a really cool stick. Oh God, cool sticks for days. Rarely do I pick up the cool sticks. The reason for that is that the cool sticks need to break down and return to the biome and enrich the biome. So very rarely do I pick up sticks. Sticks do not call to me very often. Rocks will call to me sometimes. And even then, I remember a hike where I saw a gorgeous, oh my God, it was a beautiful rock covered in just verdant moss, just so rich and green. And I mean, it, it looked like you could have picked it up and it would be like a koosh ball. Like it looks so soft. You almost wouldn't know there was a rock underneath. And it wasn't meant to come home with me. Just a gut reaction. Did I want to take it? Yep. But I had this feeling, no, like a little whisper, like, no. So I just set it where I thought it could thrive best, um, on the trail and continued on. A couple hikes later, I come across two different rocks that called to me and I felt welcomed to bring them home. And not only are they covered in moss, but they are also hagstones. So heck yes, super fantastico. I was very happy about that. And, but again, if I felt that whisper, just that, no, I'm still, I still have a job to do here. I'm still meant to be here for a purpose. Let it be, let it have its purpose and don't disrupt it. Um, so that's, you know, that's some food for thought. Don't feel entitled. That's part of, you know, battle that sense of entitlement of I picked up trash. I'm owed something or, you know, I need something to make up for all the time I'm spending out here. You're doing things wrong. If that's your approach, you should be picking up trash because you want to make the world better because you recognize the negative impact um, that trash has and you want to remove that negative impact. You're trying to restore balance, not so that you can be entitled to remove something that you like. And it's okay to occasionally have that pouty, I really wanted that moment. Recognize it, move on, do the right thing, stay in balance with yourself, make sure that your actions are maintaining balance. And the thing about being in balance, 
try to tip the scale to good. That's for me, being in balance with myself means I am actively making the world a better place. It doesn't mean for every good thing I do, I also do a bad thing. That would be an interesting personal philosophy, to be sure, and one that I would absolutely cast judgment upon without qualms because it is okay to judge sometimes. And if the person's like, I saved a life, I take a life. Okay, that's a little extreme. And it's okay to recognize that as such. So like I said, being in balance with myself means I am I am doing good. I'm doing something to make the world a little bit better each day. It can be on the micro, it can be on the macro. Sometimes that making the world better is working on yourself. It's doing something for you, like taking a walk through the woods. And sometimes it's on the macro where you are enacting a bigger change in the way that you have a conversation with somebody or pick up trash in the woods. I like to be able to combine things. I like to validate people, you know, point out the things about them that are amazing, appreciate the things about them that are amazing, help to grow those traits. Or if you need sort of a more hermit-like approach, man, working in nature, working in nature is great. Sometimes we want to be putting ourselves out there and interacting. Sometimes we want to be more cloistered. Go out in nature and pick up trash. Cannot emphasize how great of a feeling that is. And you know, if we all did it, oh my gosh, it would be so much better. It would just be, it would make an impact. It would also make you more mindful of the trash that comes out of your home. How much trash you put out. How much of your stuff is wrapped in unnecessary packaging. You didn't package it. It's not your fault. But the, it makes you more mindful of the choices you make when you make purchases. And it can have, again, that snowball effect. I love that there are places now that do the bulk food sale where it's in the bins and you bring your own containers. Brilliant. It really is. Is it perfect? No. But it's a damn sight better than what we do now. I love that idea. I love the idea of saying, okay, bring your jars, bring your bags, fill up, weigh it. That's what you've spent. Oh, fantastic. And we have all of these concerns that can crop up, some legitimate, some not, but that is change in the right direction. That is change that is meaningful and while not perfect, it's worth pursuing. It is an avenue that has more good than continuing down the path we are on. So save your jars and maybe one of those bulk bin stores will open up near you. Wouldn't that be great? I'd love that. We do not have that here. We have, well, we do have a few, some of the natural food stores. And I, I'm, I bring my jars. So there is that actually. So this was all wildly unscripted, and I really hope that everybody got something out of it. I really hope that they got something of meaning, little growth, had a laugh. That's fine. Laugh at me. Laugh with me. Laugh at me. It's all the same. Um, 
as I said earlier, I will be posting some pictures and videos on Patreon. They are free to the public to enjoy. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that meaningful content is available. I want everybody to get something out of this. Um, that said, thank you so much. I know some people have been listening. I will be giving some shout outs um, in the next couple of episodes. Guys, I just, this project means a lot to me. And having people listening means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Feel free to send me an email at mad.mags.com curios.emporium at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Patreon. I am Mad Mag. You don't have to spend a dime. I am there. Talk to me. Tell me your thoughts. Um, you can find this on Spotify and Stitcher. And again, everyone, please remember, find your balance, be your best self, and take no shit.